Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Today we're going to talk about additive manufacturing and 3D printing. We're going to have a guest join us today to talk about trends and what it is doing and coming for construction. And speaking of tech trends, we want to remind you to subscribe to our 365 e-newsletter. Now, for those of you who don't know about it, this can help you stay up to date on the technology and trends impacting construction. So you can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. Now, I really encourage you to do that because there's a lot of great information up there. So I want you to take a look at it and do all the things. It's really important for you to do that. But now... Let's dive into the topic for today, 3D printing and additive manufacturing. 3D printers have been around since the 1980s. In just a decade, research teams have been looking at how 3D printing can be used to build components of buildings. Often, this has required supersized printers and special mixtures. Now, it is offering interesting opportunities for the construction industry, but as always, I'm not alone on this. Here with me today is Omid Dabdadalab, who is a PhD candidate at the University of Southern California. And he is also an R&D software engineer and a data scientist with Contour Crafting Corp. And Omid is currently working on developing a program related to robotic control, data analysts, and, and process optimization of a large-scale 3D printing system. Now, I have to tell you, this is amazing. And if you haven't seen it, you're going to be pretty impressed. So, Omid, welcome to the show. Let's talk about this. Hi, Kiki. How are you? Great to be here. So, Omid, you and I have talked about the exciting part of when we get into 3D printing and what you guys are doing at Contour Crafting. So, It's really interesting. So you have quite an impressive background here, and I'd love for you to take just a few minutes and how do you envision the future of construction? For those listening and and are trying to understand this, I don't know that they really understand what the future is going to be, and you do. You get it. Yeah, so, you know, uh, in all different industries that currently we have, like manufacturing or uh, army or every like the uh, you know cars for example so everything is almost automated the only industry that is not automated yet is construction as we as you see like the way that we build the buildings right now it's almost like 100 years ago or 200 years ago right but um we think that right now this is the time that the construction industry can also change by means of robots that can 3D print the buildings, the one that we are working on right now. And um, this is going to be like a huge change in the construction industry because what it's going to do, it's going to reduce the need for the laborers. It's going to have uh, more accurate uh, finishings and, of course, more freedom for the architect. So this is how we think that the future of the construction will be in like 10 or 20 years from now. And everything should be automated like every other industry. So, Amit, tell us why you think construction isn't automated. And I know you're looking at large-scale robots, but how do large-scale 3D robots work? So, I mean, maybe I've got two questions there. Let's first talk about 
why isn't construction automated? I mean, because that was the first point you mentioned. Yeah, um, I think the, one of the main reasons is the safety issues. And, you know, like uh, when the humans are going to change from something to another thing. And, for example, for the cars, before that it was handmade, but right now everything is automated. The main reason is if you just, you know, assign a robot to build a car and there is an issue there, no one cares. Like, you just don't have the car anymore, right? But if you assign a robot to 3D print your home and, uh, let's say after several days there was an issue, it's going to be a very, you know, bad problem or something bad may happen. So I think that's one of the main reasons that this transaction took uh, this much time. But right now, by the means of, you know, technology, this AI and uh, everything we have, we are going to make it more accurate, even better than the labors working on the building. So that's how this transaction can happen just right now. So, I mean, we're talking about, and you say the safety issue. I mean, labor injuries and fatalities that we talk and happen frequently at construction sites. I mean, I think we have like over 400,000 workers get seriously injured or killed at a construction job site annually in the U.S. alone. I mean, and it's, you know, safety is a really big one, and it's something that we we talk about all the time. So if we're talking about now these large-scale 3D printing robots, how do they actually work if we're going to actually talk about the safety issue or talk about in general? Walk us through how they actually work and what we're going to see. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, um, first of all, there, uh, I mean, these robots, I mean, f- for the current version, they're going to start with like the substructures or very really, like a small single houses. And then, and there are, of course, different types of these robots. One of them is the gantry system that we are working on right now. And, uh, the other one is the arm robots that basically they have to, I mean, they have like a different coordinate system. Uh, they have to turn around to make something like with the arm, but the gantry systems, we feel it's better option for the construction. And of course, later they can be scaled for the, uh, multi-story buildings or multi-houses, uh, like in a single, you know, floor system. So, and you know, the way that they work is that they, uh, basically 3D print, uh, I mean, currently it's just for the shell of the building, but later on, uh, there are gonna be different robots that work together on the same, on the single system, uh, central system, that basically they 3D print the walls, they, uh, you know, place all different mechanical or electrical equipment, like lighting systems, so everything, I mean, the whole finishing is gonna be automated as well. So in that system, of course, we, there is no labor needed, it would be just several people that can monitor the whole process, and of course, on the other side, as we said, uh, a lot of those uh, issues that we had for the safety of the labors would be uh, omitted in the system. So let's talk about that. You mentioned this gantry system. What kind of a system is it? Is it the design of how it actually works at the site? Is it is it the way it's modularly working so it's helping that it's building these 3D images? How does it actually work? Is it... Is it the way the models are created? Walk us through that a little bit. So somebody who's listening saying how the CAD model is designed, what what makes that different is the robotic system created a little bit. Yeah, right. 
So the gantry system is working with the X, Y, Z axis, which means like, imagine like you have a box, right? You have two columns basically that holds one beam and inside that beam you have a nozzle that can move. So uh, everything would be in X, Y, Z axis and that's the main difference with the ARM robotics. And then, um, I mean, the way it works right now is that uh, for the civil engineers, they know like their different design softwares for their, you know, 3D uh, model that they have. Let's say we have a Revit model. So what our software will do first before starting the 3D printing process is that we slice the 3D uh, model into 2D. So all these, you know, 3D printing systems, rather they are for large scale like construction or even like the small, uh, you know, desktop 3D printers that you have. Uh, first, when they have a 3D model, they break it down to 2D problems, which means it's going to be layer by layer based on the thickness of the uh, printing material. And then, uh, basically, for that 2D layer, the toolpath of the robot will be optimized before the process for each layer. And um, when the uh, 3D, print, 3D printing process starts, the uh, robot is going to print the layers and then the next layer, and then the next layer. So basically, the 3D geometry is going to come up with all these 2D layers on top of each other. So if I'm, if I heard you correctly, this is, you know, highly mechanical. You've got these pneumatic and electrical components. I would see that you're using it ideal for things that are very long strokes, is what I'm hearing that you've just described. And I think it would be for that light or heavy work pieces that you're kind of working with that that's what i'm hearing that you're describing would that be right yeah for i mean for the current focus uh, in our company we are just focused on the building shell which means the exterior and interior walls and i don't know at some point uh, the footing but after that we're gonna have other robots that like this uh, arm robots that are connected to our system and then basically they're going to um you know place the components uh through the whole process like let's say you have uh, electrical plug for example so that plug needs to be placed uh, let's say after 10 layers are done so when the um, printing nozzle is going through the layers it knows that at some point this electrical plug is going to be placed here right because the software has already optimized all these routes and then it's going to create a gap there and then uh, while the uh, layers have enough strength, uh, the electrical uh, robot will place that component in the wall. So that's how it works for all different disciplines like mechanical or electrical or lighting or, uh, you know, piping and uh, also the, um, maybe the reinforcement if needed. When I see this right now, then you're describing there's going to be a lot of changes in the future with how robotic construction will change, I guess, construction completely. How do you see that? Because this is just the beginning, and you're describing construction in an entire new way with robotic construction. Do you see that? Yeah, of course. Um, uh, you know, we believe that in the future of the construction, uh, first of all, we omit the way that they are con being constructed right now. We won't need any labors on the side. Actually, and then imagine like um, you have your land somehow there, and then you just, you have a model. So 
you just buy your robot or maybe it's printing a service. You just call a company, they come there, and then in several days, everything is done. Like in one or two days, everything is done. And then uh, besides of, you know, there is like uh, some say that uh, it's bad that we are omitting the labors, but, that, but that's the way that the whole technology was moving on. New jobs were you know, can, can be brought to the market. Uh, older people can get involved in this industry, which was not possible before. So these are also benefits of that. And then uh, imagine that uh, you have your 3D model, you have your robot, and then you click on the start button, and then boom, like two days after that, everything, everything is going to be finished. So that's also going to be happen uh, for the larger scale the structures later, like the towers, bridges, everything. And then, of course, uh, there are a lot of benefits of, of for that. Like, for example, right now we have, I mean, only inside U.S. you have buildings that are more than 100 years old or 7 years, 50 years. It's very common. But imagine that uh, you can build uh, your house with a very low cost, like, compared like 30 40 percent of the current cost of the construction so uh, in that way we're going to have a lot of improvements people are going to live in the places that they love imagine that you can uh, design your own house and then uh, the 3d printer can do that for you easily so those are all the benefits that i see that can come up with this kind of technology. So you're kind of saying that in the future, you know, families are going to be able to design their own homes. I mean, it's going to change the way we don't have architects or builders. You're going to say like families are going to be able to contribute to that in the way they want their own custom home looking at this. Exactly. So right now you see like the way that the architects, for example, work and, or civil engineers work is that they design something, they have to make sure that it, uh, you know, follows the, for example, building codes for that specific state or city or country. But later on, uh, the AI, the artificial intelligence can basically help people. And on the back end, it has something that is checking for all these things itself. So while you're designing, it can tell you, oh, this window is better to be, for example, one feet higher. And then it can help you through the whole process. So once you're done with uh, your design in that software, it basically means that you're following all different codes and then everything is set correctly. So after that, you will be able to print that as well. And, uh, you know, another uh, benefit that this uh, 3D printing is offering is uh, also a great thing for the architects because, you know, there is a trend that architects design something but it's not constructible sometimes. But uh, the, in the 3D printing, one of the main benefits is that it can uh, basically, for example, print the round walls, or if you have a specific geometry, it can print that. Uh, the main reason that uh, it was not possible before was uh, the fact that you have to put mold to uh, put the concrete there. But right now, using the 3D printing uh, process, uh, we have actually get rid of the mold. So that's also another benefit uh, of this technology. As I hear you talk about this, I'm thinking about the elderly will be able to take part or, you know, some kind of people who are disabled who want certain homes a certain way. Because I'm thinking like people who are in wheelchairs who want wider doors. We do that now. But 
think about they have certain needs. They want to be able to look out windows. And I know we have codes and things, but it gives an opportunity for builders to custom build homes to meet the the de- desires of the homeowner in a whole new way that meets codes and you're building things. So I think when you're looking besides 3D printers, I think there's other important factors to have a successful robotic construction. Are we going to see that? Is that what the capabilities will be here? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's actually the ultimate goal of this technology. But, um, of course, you know, in each industry, you have to build the basics first. Like, this is something that, um, you know, my advisor, and also he's also the CEO of Contracting, Dr. Vero Kochneves, uh, he had this idea in mind about uh, 20 years ago. His patents are for that time for this technology. So he was, you know, working through all these years for different aspects of uh, this technology. So many patents on each single part. And then, uh, of course, the first uh, mission that we have is to be able to print the building shell for the single story building, like let's say 100 uh, square meters, for example. And then um, after that, of course, uh, there are some needs to move forward. Some of them are very, like, uh, huge steps. Like, let's say you want to suit, uh, I mean, switch from single story to uh, multi-story building. That, of course, needs a lot of uh, great design for the robot itself. And also the way you handle the material, everything is going to be changed in that system. So, by, but, of course, by taking all these steps, uh, I see that in the new, near future, that's going to happen, of course. Well, Omid, think about this. I mean, is this possible? I mean, we just had all these natural disasters, right? We had Hurricane Harvey and some of the other, you know, homes were just devastated. Is it possible? It currently takes like, what, six to nine months to construct an average house in the U.S. Are we going to be able to construct custom home designs in in one day with this? Is this what we're talking about, that we're going to be able to do that with this new 3D printed home that we're talking about? Yeah, that's a great uh, point that you just brought up. So, you know, after all these natural disasters and uh, nowadays people are, uh, you know, uh, of course, um, you know, focusing on this issue more than before, uh, imagine that you have 2D printers you just put them on the side using, I don't know, some drones, for example. You can see what areas you have free space that you can build something or if there is a need for moving the things over there, I mean, to another place. And then um, imagine that you have your several 3D printers there and they can just print the buildings in one day, less than one day or two days. Or at least it can be like a shell for the people to stay there. And then uh, moving forward, you won't be worried about, you know, getting people into their previous home or even better than them uh, using this technology because they, the, the speed is not uh, comparable with the current conventional construction. What about where we've talked about homes? Are we talking about commercial buildings at some point being bu- done with this? I mean, we've all talked about residential, but what about the commercial side being able to erect buildings like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even the commercial building, even other structures, for example, let's say bridges or, and of course we didn't get to the infrastructure like the wind towers, for example, wind turbine towers. 
And all those things are basically can be constructed using this technology because the main thing is to uh, the software part for that. Like when you have your 3D model, then you just give it to the software. It's going to tell you whether it's possible to use this robot to 3D print this structure or not. If there are changes needed, it's going to tell you uh, in the same time. And then by doing all those modifications, then your robot is able to 3D print that structure as well for you. So it's not the matter of application, but just uh, making sure that uh, it's uh, printable with this uh, kind of technology that you have. One of the big things about construction is about efficiency, reducing waste. Now, some of the things that we've talked about in terms of resource consumption, you talk about more than 40% of all the raw materials used globally are consumed in the construction industry. Are we going to eliminate waste and noise? Because that's a big problem in construction is the noise, the residential areas, the consumer commercial areas get concerned about the noise, the dust, the emission pollution. Will that be reduced and eliminated, so to speak? Or what are we talking about with when we're using that? Because I think typically in a single-family home generates waste stream of about three to seven tons. Am I not? Is that correct? Yeah, the the material waste is uh, sometimes like 20% of the cost of the whole material. Like you have... 20% 20% waste or 25% waste there. But using this technology, there's nothing to be wasted because you know exactly how much material you need to uh, basically build this, let's say, building that you have. And everything is set from before. Like you know how much material you're going to order for that, um, what is your mixture. And then everything is more accurate, like several times more accurate than the current conventional system. And then, uh, and you are, you know, consuming the material layer by layer. It's in the control process. It's not, uh, like the conventional system that you have, for example, I don't know, bag of cement somewhere, and then you bring the concrete, and then some of it is extra, or you have, for example, wood or a stud. Some of them are extra, and they're, right now it's a hassle in the conventional construction. But using this, uh, technology, uh, you won't have any waste in the system. And uh, that's one of the benefits. In terms of the sound, and uh, we know it's a hassle, like when you have a construction beside your house, all those uh, sounds and, I don't know, crazy stuff that happen is going to be eliminated at, at least by 60-70% because uh, the robot, of course, we are working on different parts to make it as smooth as possible, like with no sound, so when it's also printing, you won't hear a bad thing that like can be heard, for example, for, from a neighbor's side. So I think using this technology and using uh, robotic systems for all different parts can definitely have a positive impact for this issue and then, uh, as you said, for the material base. Are we talking about doing that just here in the U.S.? Is this something we're already seeing success you know, in other countries, will we talk about environmental differences such as weather? What what are we talking about right now in the growth of all of this? Yeah, for um, you know, for um, for our uh, company, actually, what we have in mind is to work with a few, let's say, like general contractors for the first projects, because you know, even controlling, like, let's say, you. 
sold, for example, 1,000 robots to 1,000 customers. You you should be able to support all those if there is any issue. So what we found was during the first steps, it's better to work with few customers maybe, and then it's going to be either United States or, I don't know, other countries, depending on the um, company's policy or the way that different companies, you know, countries, investors are uh, dealing with this uh, new thing. And then, of course, after that, once, uh, you know, you have successfully built several uh, buildings and everything is finished, it's, people can leave there. You have basically, you know, go over all different issues that you had in the experiences in these uh, few projects, few first projects that you had. Of course, at that time, you can, uh, you know, have the um, required crew for uh, selling more robots or, I don't know, printing for more people if it's a printing a service. And um, at that time, it can be either U.S. or other countries. So, but it's something, you know, at some point, the whole world is going to move toward this. Like when, for example, the telephone was invented, it was for... Uh, I don't know, a few number of people, but after some time, everyone had them. And right now, of course, they got rid of it, but they still have it somewhere. <laughs> how, how far away are we from this? Are we a year away, two years, three years, five years? What are we talking about before the 3D arm, the gantry, really builds these homes, builds these commercial buildings? What are we talking about? Are we doing it now? I, Yeah, I think for uh, for the single story, we are not that far. I would say, I don't know, maybe three years or something. Uh, I mean, by three years, I mean a system that can, you know, successfully print a building and everything is finished as designed. And then uh, people can actually live there. So it's not just like, a, you know, experiment in the lab. It's something that is very great. Uh, I think for the singular story, maybe three to four years uh, for everything to be set up. But going for uh, the multi-story buildings, I think that would take more time. I would say maybe 10 years, or uh, but it depends. Like when you solve a problem for a small piece, sometimes you can, you know, put this puzzle together and then solve it for uh, the bigger problem. So, um, but what I think is maybe like 10 years or something that for all different uh, structures. Do we see this being applied then to infrastructure, maybe even faster, seeing being used for road construction or the least developed countries that need more advanced construction technology because of higher productivity? Maybe we're looking at higher safety needs, you know, construction logistics, like you mentioned. When we look at construction management complexities, I think even modern technologies that you're talking about, this makes sense to me that maybe this would be expedited because we talk about some technologies might take longer, but all of a sudden when we see the potential, like for example, blockchain, nobody would have thought all of a sudden it would be embraced so quickly, you know, and all of a sudden it's taking off. This seems to me that there's possibilities that while we think it's several years off, all of a sudden the the benefits could be expedited so quickly. Even though this has been 20 years in the making, it seems like there could be some real possibilities where we've got a failing infrastructure. We have natural disasters that are doing things. We never imagined that the idea of building a home in a day, which used to take six, nine, 12 months, this could expedite the process much quicker. 
Yeah, exactly. You're right. And then, um, as you said, once, uh, you know, you solve the puzzle for one piece, then, uh, the other pieces can come across. Maybe you, you, you can find, uh, other applications in the future that you never thought about before. Like for the hurricane, for example, or, uh, tsunami, let's say, um, even before that, I guess some point we will be able to uh, predict these things earlier than they happen. So at that point, Maybe you can have either uh, like a 3D printer, for example, that can build like uh, safety structures at the board, at the port, I mean. And then, of course, it's going to reduce the amount of problems that it's going to cause for different like buildings or structures that we have. And uh, at, the, at some point, I guess when you're able to change something using these robots, then uh, the next things are going to come up to be more important, like you have, for example, more smart building. You don't care about the construction anymore because that's a solved question for you. But people will start thinking about other things, like what what other things they can build with this, you know, robots. Or even uh, if you see in our company's website, we also have uh, talked about moving these robots to space, like, uh, you know, building uh, you structures on, on moon or Mars. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, we'll see it somewhere. Well, Omid Datalab, thank you so much for being with us at Contour Crafting Corp. I mean, we're out of time, but I could just keep on talking to you, thinking about what we could do in space more. It's just been so exciting. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, I hope you'll come back and we'll talk more because I think these are exciting times. But thank you again. Exactly. Thank you so much for your time, and I enjoyed your show. All right, listeners, thank you for joining us for this amazing conversation today. Our hope is that you've learned something new about 3D printing and how it might impact your business in the future. And that's all the time, as I said, we have for today's show. Remember that Con Expo, Con Ag Radio is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry by subscribing to our 365 e-newsletter. You can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com. Subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to Con Expo Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers.